Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Service Without Excuses podcast here on uh, with Rob M. Lyon. Glad to be with you here. We got a couple of uh, episodes we're going to record today. Uh, it is Monday, the Monday actually right before Christmas of 2021. So this year is winding down very, very quickly. And uh, we are glad to be able to bring some more content. Um, our business slows down a bit this time of the year. We do a lot more commercial work, um, but it gives me an opportunity to focus on this. Um, I've got my hands at a lot of different things during the year. Um, I probably one of those people that are not wouldn't know how not to multitask and have a couple different things going on. My wife will be gladly she'll like she'll gladly tell you that um, that uh, I usually have to have a couple things going on. It's very difficult for me not to. Um, but this time of the year gives me a little bit more freedom to record and go over a bunch of questions and things like that that I've had from consulting clients and coaching clients and and friends and just people that are here that post and or send it or email me questions. I get quite a few um, emailed in pretty much on a weekly basis. I'd say I probably get 10 to 15 um, just generalized questions that people have about the service business, um, sometimes to, uh, messages through Messenger and Facebook and other things as well. So I'm going to get into one of those things today. And I've heard this question more than once. And that's what I try to do. I try to come up with a couple different, uh, after I've gotten asked this question multiple times, to come up with a strategy on how to address it uh, to the general public and not to one specific client. Um, it is a question about scale. Um, scale is a complex word. It means a couple different things depending on what you do. It could mean investing. Um, from the financial market standpoint of scaling, um, there's also something known as the economy of scale or economy of scales is what it's referred to as. And that is a really comes from, um, I won't use the franchising model, we'll use franchising as an example. Um, if a company wants to grow, um, and let's say they're Shake Shack, and Shake Shack is, if you know anything about me, that's one of my vices. I absolutely love Shake Shack. I'm a big fan. I've been a big fan for a number of years, going back to the park in New York City, in Lower Manhattan, to to have uh, the shack, and uh, it's 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 uh, it's a guilty pleasure, no doubt. But um, Shake Shack grew their uh, business through what's referred to as an IPO, and that is an internet offering um, to go public, and that's how they did theirs. Um, a company called Five Guys, which is one of their big competitors nationwide, um, grew their company by franchising model. And in fact, they've sold out everything in the United States between what's already open and what's ready for development or um, in development when it comes to it. Unless something changes, you really can't buy one unless one's pre-existing or pre-sold. Um, probably the fastest growing franchise uh, sellout in history, I would imagine. Um, pretty successful business. But it's the economy of scale or scales that grew that. So one decided to go with a public offering and offer, you know, people to invest in their their business model on, on the you know Wall Street to to grow their company. The other one did it through selling each individual one through franchising. I like both. I'm probably more of a fan of the franchising because it's your own money, each individual franchisee's own money to be able to grow that. Where if you're corporate, yes, you have some more controls in place. You probably have some things that really can make it work, but there is no individual owner necessarily to each location or may own a couple different locations, um, things like that. So the reason why economy of scale is a big thing, and I'm going somewhere with this because that was the core question is when to scale my business, is because of volume pricing, volume growing. Um, economy of scales means it's much easier to open once or when you get past the first store or first company or first operation, 
Um, that's usually your hardest to grow because it's all new. There's, you know, it's, it's a brand new world. You're, you're relying on, you know, somebody else's maybe business model or whatever to grow. So you're going through the learning challenges and, uh, things like that in the beginning. And then after you get to that point, usually you open up a couple more restaurants and so forth and so on. Example, this would be also a subway. Subway, nobody really makes money with one subway. Subway's business model is not designed for you to make really any money with one. It's designed as a teaser so you can understand the business model and then open you know, 10, 15, 20 shops. You know, 10, 15, 20 subways, there's a good chance you're probably doing all right with it at that point in time, um, depending on how your business is structured, but there's a good chance. You have to scale a company like Subway in order to make money because you can't make it with one. But if you opened um, a large uh, franchise restaurant like a... Um, I'll try to use an example, um, like an Olive Garden or something like that, and you tried to open that up, you're probably going to open one Olive Garden, maybe a Red Lobster, possibly two at the most. You're probably not going to go above that. Um, it's very rare because you have a much more larger capital investment into it and much more investment into the structure of it. To have a subway, you've got X amount of employees, but you need a lot more employees to open up an Olive Garden or um, you know, any type of uh, restaurant franchise per se. So it's, it's a bigger difference. You're still scaling depending on how you look at it, but the scale is built in ahead of time with the Olive Garden, where the subway, you have to build scale over time. And that's what you do when it comes to that. Where am I going with this? Well, you're doing things for volume pricing, volume efficiencies, volume practices, volume policies when you're scaling your franchise business or an IPO-based business. But when is it a good time for you to say, I'm ready to grow my brand, I'm ready to grow my entity? You all know how I feel about branding. I think it's pretty much dead. I think it's been dead for years. I think you can grow your position in the marketplace. I think branding, unless you've got a big war chest, um, is, is something that's unattainable. However, you can have what's perceived as a brand to your client base, to your customer base. For example, our company is called New Jersey's Best Carpet and Tile Cleaning. And New Jersey's Best Services is the parent company of that. It is nothing more than just New Jersey's Best Services encompasses that, encompasses my other practice uh, with Rob M. Lyon. It, it encompasses a couple of different things. It but it, at the end of the day, um, it is a core tile and grout, predominantly carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning company. Um, when to scale that is when you see that you are, there's a couple measures, a couple metrics you can deal with. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the big metrics is um, how far out are you consistently booked with your company? So for New Jersey's Best, if we are booked out two weeks, that's a real problem to me. Now, some people would go, wow, I'd love that. I love that I'm booked out two weeks. And there's quite a few times of the year we are even with what we have. Um, it's just the volume of business we do. It's our reputation. It's just time and marketing. Um, you know, things might come out and, and, uh, different marketing concepts and, and marketing, uh, um, operations, if you want to call it, um, that we're implementing on things and marketing campaigns, I think was the better word for it. And we decide to send that out there and, and, uh, have, um, you know, the amount of work that tends to be realized. We know that when we want to amp up our SEO at certain times of the year, um, we do things pretty consistently, but there are times of the year we really amp it up. If we want to do any other marketing campaigns, Facebook campaigns, Google campaigns, pay-per-click campaigns, there are times of the year. However, when I am booked up more than two weeks consistently across the board, that's a problem. That's a time to put another truck on the road, another crew out there, whatever that is. And I know it can be scary right now, especially with um, the way the world is. We're still in a pandemic. 
to a certain degree. Um, I'm not saying we're anywhere near to what we were. I think we've come a long way, and I think we're going to go a long way. I don't think this is um, something that's going to make a major variable to us at this point in time, but I think uh, you know it definitely will affect us um, from an economic standpoint, or else the majority of us. When do you scale the businesses? When you feel you can comfortably run a business, you have the work and 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 uh, and systems in place. And the consistency, it's there. And that's when you really want to think about it. However, here's the big game changer. You can't be the carpet cleaner. And I know this is a simple conversation that have been that has been brought out hundreds, if not thousands of times by people like Howard Partridge and Al Levy's been on here and Al will be back on the show. And, and you can't um, have that mindset of I am a uh, I am a simple carpet cleaner. I am a simple water damage guy that goes and you know sucks up a flood at two o'clock in the morning and I got one other employee possibly and that's it. You have to look at it from a standpoint of growth and value in your business. If you're going to scale your business, which I believe you should, I think anybody that feels I just want to be me, myself and I forever has never seen a 65 year old uh, gentleman uh, or woman out there uh, trying to set up a truck with the physical uh, beatdown that it can offer to you. <laughs> and if you've seen how that looks like and how they move and how beat up they are at 65 years of age, you will rethink your scaling and say, listen, this is not for me. This is a younger person's business when it comes to the manual labor of it. It's good to do it for years. I've been doing it for many years. Um, I, I'm in reasonably good shape, um, but it's not you know, nowhere near what I was at, let's say, half my age. Um, and now I'm getting older, as you can see by the gray hairs. And and uh, time and wisdom have, have taught me that you have to have that out there. Now, I my first business that I started in 2005 when I left working for the corporate franchise models and localized franchise models, um, I started and scaled pretty good to where, you know, we were doing some pretty significant revenue. We had 15 full-time employees, a bunch of trucks, 12,000 square foot facility. You can do the math. Um, it grew and I wanted it to grow because my experience before this was running a franchise company with growth, with consistent growth, with having multiple employees, with having multiple uh, forms of scale, with having systems and operations like Al Levy talks about um, in the in the business model in order to make it grow and can be consistent and, and have um, things in place to do that. When you're going to scale, you have to have these operational things in place. You know, Al talks about the seven powers and each power, different things, a sales power and, and, and operations power and marketing power and things of that nature, which we're going to get into piece by piece. So I'm mentioning on here because you're going to hear a diff- we're going to do a different podcast episode on each one of these levers, so to speak, we can call them. And um, you, you have to have those things in place in order to do that. So if you're going to scale your business, you could scale it to a minor level to a certain degree without a lot of those things in place. But as you grow, you have to grow into those things in order to sustain the growth. If you do not sustain the growth, you will come back to that owner-operator mentality and it will cripple you uh, midstream when it comes to the growth of your business. I have a client right now that is has gone from the time I've been with him, um, two, three trucks to now, I believe he's at 11 purchase now. Um, so he's in the he's in the multi million dollar uh, range with his business, and um, he's growing rapidly. And the big thing in place is to make sure there are things, systems, structures, um, operational things in place to make sure you can grow your company, um, and that people are being held to the certain accountability. Like every single position in the company has um, 
you know, a job description and the descriptions being followed through. And if there's things that are not quite there, then we need to review them and maintain them. There are so many variables I can't possibly get into here on the podcast because we're just trying to talk about scale. If you are going to scale, you have to plan. Everything you do when it goes above just you, yourself, and I um, requires a plan and requires a system in place and requires actions in place, actionable things that have to happen in order to maintain it. Um, You have to look at your company and say, is this what I want to do with my business? And I will say, you know, again, it's it's a you yourself and you discussion to have with yourself, but at the same time, make sure that you realize what you're getting into. I always do with any of my future clients give 30 minutes free of charge. And as the recording this podcast, I still plan to continue to do that. I've been doing that since the beginning and I get a lot out of it. Not everybody turns into a client. In fact, a majority of them don't. A lot of them are because I don't think we're good fits at that point in time, maybe down the road, or maybe I don't feel you're, we would ever be a good fit for each other to work with them. But when you're going to work with a company, you have to have the mindset of what, where they want to go and do they want to grow it to the level they want. I mean, are people again tend to talk a lot about, I want to be 10 trucks, but what does 10 trucks look like? No. Okay. So now we got to go backwards. We got to go from the 10 trucks and go backwards. Okay. So we're going to go, how are we going to get there? And then we're going to go backwards to see where we are and what are the steps of scale we need to achieve in order to get to where that is. Think about your business and if it's something that's good for you as far as scale. Um, there's a very dangerous point if it's you, yourself, and you out there and something happens to you, yourself, and you. Um, you need to make sure that you have things in place no matter what, even if you're on a small or two, three truck level in order to maintain that. Another thing people talk about is, I don't want to grow or I've grown before and I wasn't profitable. All my money went out to different employees and it wasn't worth it. And by the time I paid all my expenses, I might as well have stayed with two or three trucks. That's usually a management issue. Um, I have run, grown, and built my own and other businesses, and almost all of them have been eight to 10 trucks. It's pretty common. And I have yet to find where we lost money. Um, you may not have had in the beginning as many as much profit as you had, personal profit as you had in the beginning, but in the end, you'll have you know, 10 times that, but you have to make sure you run it correctly, efficiently, and profitably. Profitably is a big word, and it doesn't mean you run the company cheap, you you, you lowball everything, uh, you do too much in volume, you drop your price, you pay your employees not nearly what they're worth. Um, that's not true at all. You have to know that if you're going to do this and you're going to grow this, be prepared that it's a long game. I don't agree with short game. I am not a short-term guy. Um, I often say if you're the only guy selling toilet paper and 100 square miles, you don't need a long game because everybody's coming to you. Okay, If you're the only person selling drinking water and 100 square miles, everybody's coming to you. You don't need a long game. Um, you, you sell the water until somebody else comes into the area and brings water and then you start competing. Up to that point, you could be as short as you want to be. Long game is something that has a long objective plan. Um, and I've used that long objective plan as part of... Um, you know, my training with, uh, with clients, um, you know, as far as where are we going to be and does this make sense to you? And this is the path I understand, the path that my clients have understand, the path I've learned that, that works, 
but you have to be comfortable with this and willing to implement it. Because I'm working with a client and they're not comfortable with it, it's probably not going to work. And sometimes you're not as comfortable with it in the beginning and you grow into it. So you have to go past some of that, but you have to be on the same page and grow and say, you know what, I, I want to grow this. I want to scale this. I want to make sure this thing's really going to be able to grow to the level of what I need it to grow. So it's a decision you have to make. Is scaling for me? Is scaling for your company? Does it make sense to scale your business and grow your business? Does it make sense to build up the entity that is your business and it doesn't become you? I could have called it, it Rob Lyons Carpet Cleaning or Lion Carpet and Tile Cleaning. I could have called it whatever, but I called it New Jersey's Best because, well, frankly, it's an odd story behind that. It actually was a we used it as a search term name. The name of the company wasn't even New Jersey's Best when we first found it. I had a partner at the time. And as it grew, as it grew I decided, to, well, that was the domain name. Might as well keep the name of the company. And that was a pretty sound decision. Um, but when did we, I, I didn't want my name on there because if the company grows and I decide to sell the asset at some point in time, it can go on its own. It doesn't require me to be part of it. Um, obviously, I have some intertwined um, influence between it when it comes to reviews and people reputation and things of that nature. But um, it doesn't require me to be there to do the business if I decide to sell it in a year from now or five years from now. Um, it requires me to make sure that that brand or that position in the marketplace maintains its level of trust with our clients and the level of uh, workmanship that we try to deliver every single time. Think about scalability, and if your business is scalable, you want to scale, and then where you want to scale to. Go out and work your way backwards onto it. If you're not sure about how to do that, feel free to email me or contact me at rob at rob m lyon. That's R-O-B at R-O-B-M-L-Y-O-N dot com, or you can send me a message through Messenger, or you can join our Facebook community. You have to apply into the group. Uh, we're going to ask you a couple different questions. Um, you may be watching this podcast or listening to this podcast there in that. Um, but you can check out, we put a bunch of new content out there regularly and we, uh, put our new podcast episodes and we have discussions and things of that nature. So think about, um, whether this is something that might work for you and if you're going to be right fit for scaling. And again, feel free to comment questions. Also, we want to thank our sponsors. So tell us.com. That's S O T E L L U S.com forward slash Rob Lyon. That's R O B. L-Y-O-N to test out the best review management software in the industry, bar none. It is a tenant to our marketing and our business and a tenant to our operational structure to make sure we collect, maintain, and build quality reviews from our clients, doing the best job we possibly can. It doesn't mean we make everybody 100% happy. That's not possible, but we certainly do strive for 100% satisfaction with our clients and uh, we try to deliver that. And a good way you can do that with your business is look up Sotellus.com. That's S-O-T-E-L-L-U-S.com forward slash Rob Lyon, R-O-B-L-Y-O-N. And they, they generously sponsor the show and we appreciate it. And that's how we're one of the ways we're able to do this show um, consistently and deliver the content that you're asking us is because of the generosity of that that uh that company. So we thank them very much for their, their uh, sponsorship here. You can also uh, subscribe to us at Rob at Rob or you can go to our Facebook page. You can, you can subscribe. We're pretty much on every podcast uh, site on the planet right now. So there's really no place you can't find. You just have to search for service without excuses. That's service without excuses. And sometimes it's with Rob M Lyon, L Y O N and subscribe, like check out our YouTube channel. Also Rob M Thanks again, guys. 
Have a great day. We have another great podcast later on today with a good friend of mine, Joe Barricada from the Joe Barricada Band. We're going to talk about the business of the music business and how the differences between people that are musicians and and great musicians um, work and how businesses like Joe's and his brand in the marketplace, his position in the marketplace has grown um, to be a very beneficial, beneficial thing um, and a highly sought after act on its own right. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Thank you.